All right. Uh, g'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Cancer Me Now podcast. My name is Isaac Butterfield. This is Bluey. Uh, hey, Josh. Hey, bro. Uh, Bluey's just got out of traffic. We have uh, some very special guests. Lordy's still walking in front of cameras. Um, this is live. We are live. So this is what people see on the Patreon. Get your money's worth. Get your money's worth, bro. We had um, the Boozy Boyle come over here before. Grog delivery. What? Was it a grog delivery? Yeah, it was. He yeah. just, he's got me on the... Uh, He's got me on the gluten-free beers. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. He's got me on... I got you a beer. I'll drink it both. Yeah, he got me on the gluten-free beers because after one beer, I get a headache. That's why you got to drink more than one. No, no, but two beers, I also get a headache. Six tried? beers, I still get a headache. <laughs> Have you tried ten? Do we want to put Tash over that side because... Just because so you can drink, bring that down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. To more your height. Yeah. Yeah. You're very small. No offence. <laughs> Maybe it's the lack of protein in the diet. Um, no. Have a seat. And you've got a bum bag with you. I didn't know you were a lad. That's exciting. <laughs> Joe Roden wears bum bags. Yeah, but he's, he's my lord. He's my lord and saviour. There you go. That's a bit better. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, well done, Lordy. Congratulations. The sound is working. The people in the comments are happy finally after weeks. I actually saw in the comment section people saying about James, someone said, is he autistic? <laughs> How can you not nail this after that, that was me. all of these weeks? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> As I said before, welcome to Cancer Me Now podcast. I have two very exciting guests here in the studio. I have Vegan Booty. Hello. 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 Welcome uh, to the show. Um, it's, uh, it's weird to meet you in person it after is. things have been said. But hello. <laughs> welcome to, to finally meet you after... Over two years. You guys have never met. You've had all this back and forth and you guys have never met. We had a, we had a podcast. You were a part of that. Yeah, that was Zoom. That, but it's not was that same. our first podcast? It was the first, uh, it was the first episode of this podcast. Oh. Yeah, good. And this is Jack as well. Good. Jack, do you go by a last name or you just keep that secret? I used to be called Higgsy in high school. but uh, Jack Higgs? I just go by Jack now, yeah. Jack okay. Higgs, yeah. The Higgs dog. The Higgs yeah. boson. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Booty. The God particle. Tash, do you call him Jack. the... You could, call, you could totally call yourself the God Particle. The God Particle. You know the Higgs boson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Call like yourself that. the God Particle. That's a good one. Yeah. Now, you guys uh, are in uh, Newcastle at the moment. What are you doing here? Other than what, you know, I invited you. But you're, <laughs> yeah. you're in, I guess you're in Sydney. What, what's happening yeah. in Sydney? Well, yeah, we're just a bit on a bit of an activism trip at the moment. We've been in Melbourne for about six weeks and um, just decided to hire a car and head over Sydney Way and continue our. Trip a bit more. Yep. Um, WA is a bit shit at the moment, just escaping that. Congratulations on getting and, out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, got you made it. Yeah, so why why did you leave WA? Well, I haven't left for good. No, okay. The media's just reported again that I'm leaving for good. They did the same last year when <laughs> I went to out. Melbourne. <laughs> they want you out. I, heard, I read an article that you're actually Melbourne-based now. That's what I yeah, read. It was in the paper. Yeah, that's what they say now. I say I'm going on a trip to Melbourne and then the media say... Oh, Tash is leaving for good. Hooray, hooray. Everyone celebrates. Yep. And I'm like, well, I'm just going on a holiday. I'll be back, motherfuckers. You're surely not that much of a... <laughs> <laughs> the vegan terminator. Surely not that much of a scourge on Western Australia that they want you gone. Is that? Oh, yeah. People have been petitioning to try and <laughs> not let me Christ. back in the state. I think that was they my still... petition I started. <laughs> Far out. Yeah, they're still, you know, trying to their hardest for me to never come back. Yeah, um, and people really take it quite seriously, don't they? Like yeah. they're, they're very, like, it's strange because I see people having their opinions as important, 
And even if you disagree with someone's opinion, it's important that they have the ability to speak their opinion. We saw that with COVID, people mm. having differing opinions and then not being allowed to speak those opinions, and that's yeah. that's an issue, right? But just because people disagree with the way you go about things or whatever, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to do it. As long as you're not, you know, endangering anyone. Like I have an issue with uh, the um, the Climate Change Activists when they glue themselves to shit and like disrupt everyone's morning. Because it's just like you don't know what people are going through. Like someone could lose a job over that or whatever uh, and they just glue themselves to things. Like, Higgsy, do you think that people should be gluing themselves to things? Depends what it's over. I mean, if there were humans in a factory farm, something serious that you could relate to, like imagine yourself in their position, like even if you're thinking about the animals, like imagine yourself in their position and what would you want? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, like at that level, you would think, fuck yeah, disrupt the streets. This is fuck. This is really bad. Mm. And no one's standing up for me. So it's like at that point, I can kind of see its value. But you have to weigh it up, and if it's serious enough, I think so. And I think what what we got out of the last podcast, and I was reading through some of the comments um, that when we had ours, and probably ninety percent of them, the, they were positive comments saying, "Okay, I may disagree with Tash, but I really respect her for you know going balls deep into what she believes in and standing up for it." Because a lot of the time, people, you know, they may disagree with something or they may see an injustice in the world, and they just keep quiet. Yeah. And I think you received everyone's respect for doing that. And I think that's what we learned from the podcast. Um, people still think you're a bit of a goose sometimes, but people think I'm a bit of a goose sometimes. Yeah, and this exactly. Can't. Oh, Bluey. <laughs> King Goose. King Goose. <laughs> uh, you are the, the, the right-hand man of this podcast and you've been late to every podcast for the last six months. <laughs> Just for a bit of context, guys. Oh, here we go. No, I'm just under the pump at work, and it's it's fucking everything up here. And Louis, uh, Bluey, Bluey, he's riding my back. Bluey has a very important job in this world. I'm a scaffolder. It's the not scaffolder. at all important. <laughs> you own you own the company. It's, it's important to people that need scaffolding. But that's well, everyone that, needs scaffolding. Well, not everyone. Well, no, we enough. had scaffolding waking us up the other morning. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are welcome. So what do you guys do outside of um, protesting and, and and all that type of business? What what do you what do you guys get up to? Lots of things, really. Um, we're pretty normal people. We like going outdoors and having fun and being silly. Can I get a bit of context? <laughs> you guys are a couple, right? Yeah. You guys yeah. are together. How long have you been together for? Over two years. Two years? Two years. Yeah. yeah. And how did you meet? Through animal rights activism. Or match made in heaven. Could have fucking guessed yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we met at a barbecue. Well, <laughs> well, it wasn't at the deli, mate. It was they a little deli. <laughs> That's great. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. obviously like a, a good bonding activity for you guys, you spend a lot of time to, like partaking in activism together. That's like, mm. is that the majority of what you guys do? Yeah, well, that's how Pretty we much. first started hanging out really. She just got me to come film a protest. I think it was one at Macca's and I had a bit of a knack for it. We just kept going and it's literally been the whole journey. Well, and, how yeah. did you get into animal rights activism? 
Uh, same as Tash, really. Um, actually, it was my f- my mum and my sister. My mum and my sister were first to actually get into it. And I was like, I was a bit hesitant. I wasn't really too keen on it. Um, and then I just kind of went along to a few and I was like, yeah, I mean, this is really good. I wanted to speak up for the animals. What they're going through is horrific. So I was just like, this is a good way to just kind of get that transparency out to the public mm. so yeah same as tash started getting into group activism and then we just started doing solo stuff and that was around the start of the pandemic so it was like a real prime time to get on social media and get that out there and yeah, it just worked well well how do you go when people um speak ill of tash because i you know my wife claire she's involved in my second channel uh, and mm. the mum and dad show and sometimes very rarely she gets a negative comment mm. she's, she's a lovely person so it's very rare but i feel quite angry when that happens like i fucking hate the person that did it when you see people speaking ill of tash how do you feel in that regard most of it's bullshit you know like i know the truth tash knows the truth um you know like you take it with a grain of salt like it's just it's nothing it's just it's just words Mm. um and you know like words online is nothing compared to like the shit that she'll go through in an actual protest and even then, I'm just wanting to capture it. You know, mm. like I just want to expose that um, to other people, show the the abuse that people are really throwing at her. And and you got to get it online. That's just the internet for you. So yeah, yeah. This piece of shit on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, what happens at a protest? So you you would walk in, you start doing whatever you're doing at that moment. For you, is there a security option here or is there something happening in security? Or is it just you two? Is there a concern that something may happen? Because I, 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 as I said, I respect what Tash does. I don't necessarily agree with exactly how she does it. Like I, I've said that to you before. Yeah. Like I, I feel like perhaps, and, and Bluey, you may agree or disagree, that maybe there's a better way to go about it. But I know in activism, people like uh, in animal rights activism and, and the, the global warming activism, all that type of stuff, it's all about disruption. That's the sort of the ethos. Um, I may disagree with that. But what happens when people start seeing this and they see uh, vegan booty out in the streets and all this type of stuff out in the wild so to speak mm. how do people react to that is there aggression we know i know we've seen it on tape uh a couple of times the, the old dude at the at the bull riding or was that a, a cattle um auction yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago yeah. he yeah. sort of pulled you out of the way on all that type of stuff is there a fear that you, you run into here and is there a fear for you as well not first. really to be honest i mean it's always nerve-wracking putting myself out there in these very vulnerable positions where people are going to confront me and verbally and physically abuse me to the point where, as you saw that farmer, the way he grabbed me was insane. And to see that these people aren't getting charged for assault. Mm. I mean, I understand if I'm resisting, which I do, and people ask me to leave, I understand they have a right to remove me, but these people come up and they want to hurt me. It's not about removing me. They want do they to have a right me. to remove you though? Like I know I used to work in pubs, right, in security. And I don't know the rules surrounding removing people or re- resisting. You're a mm. scaffolder. You'd hang around with some Kiwis. What is the security <laughs> of being kicked out of plenty of pubs <laughs> <Yeah>. as well? <laughs> What is? It? What do you think? Like, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know what the law is, but I've been, I've been fucking turf plenty of times. Like, like I don't know why yeah. I threw to you on that question. <laughs> yeah, I've um, yeah. been well, on the other end of it. Yeah, from my understanding, if you're going into someone's workplace, a staff member has the right to remove you if you're refusing to leave. Yeah, and I it, understand that, but people come up and assault me, and it's not just staff members. I went inside a restaurant, 
recently and this guy sitting down eating dinner came up, put me in a headlock and pushed me in the back of my neck and shouted fuck off mm. and all the police say is oh he was just assisting staff to remove you and i'm like that's mm. just bullshit like he hurt me yeah um, do you ha- it's hard do you think there's like an element of like provocation in a way like you are going in there to disrupt like do you understand why people react the way that they do well, this place just yeah, trying I to do. get his nuggets like leave yeah. mine no, yeah I, yeah well <laughs> I understand people want to defend their ego. They're attacking the messenger rather than the message. I'm obviously triggering them by saying you are contributing to animal abuse and murder if you're not vegan and this is the way people are going to react and it's just a part of social change. If we look back into past social justice movements, for example, the suffragettes or civil rights activists, they were jailed, they were beaten in the streets. This is how the public and the police reacted to them for standing up for their rights. And what I'm going through is nothing in comparison to them <coughs> or in comparison to what non-human animals are subjected to in these industries. Do you think, like you were saying, like people attack the messenger and not the message? Do you think – I know like last time we spoke, we were sort of talking about how sometimes the message can get lost because of the way that you guys go about it because it is so disruptive and like an aggressive way to get that across. Do you think potentially that – that's why people react the way they do, that yeah. it is because of the way that the message is getting put out there that they do attack the messenger and not the message. Does it become more about the message or more about you and the personal brand and the actual what you're trying to get across? Yeah, I get what you're saying, but they wouldn't be reacting in that way if they weren't listening to the message. If I were going in there shouting out about something else that wasn't really you know, a <coughs> social justice issue... I don't think people would be reacting in that way. They just ignore me. I don't they know. They hear this truth that I'm speaking and they realise, well, I'm you know, contributing to this, what I would say is the largest injustice in history and they get angry over it. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying and, and, and I'm, I'm feeling where you're coming from too, Blue. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we are holding hands over there so at the moment, by the way. I, I think that what it does is it takes away from the message. And but, but also in saying that, what else do you do? If you've got a message that you're trying to get across there, what else do you do? Do you not riot in the streets? Do you not get angry? Look at the people who are mad about the vaccines. How else do they get their point across if they're not making, making content or getting in people's faces? I understand where it's coming from, but I still think it's not the best way to do it. I, I don't know what the answer is, but I feel like when you go and you um, dress yourself as like a, pack, a packaged meat thing that goes in the supermarket refrigerator like you did last week with Peter, which I have an issue with, how dare you work for the dark side? Um, <laughs> people for the ethical treatment of cows, I think it is. Um, when you do that, I think it becomes more about vegan booty and the crazy things that she's doing than a cow being slaughtered or the environment that chickens are held in if they're caged or if they're, if, if they're quote-unquote free-ranged or whatever that happens to be. I think it becomes more about yourself and the brand that you're pushing. It's sort of like with me, right? I was, about, I, was, I was about to say it's very similar. It's approach. exactly like me. It's okay? like exactly like. <laughs> it's uh, It couldn't be more. Except like instead me. of selling tickets to comedy shows, it's like pushing that message. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. It's the same approach. It's like, yeah. It's more yeah, about yeah, your personal. I, I have to bring attention to myself to bring attention to non-human animals. If I didn't do it in that way, I don't think I'd be sitting here right now having this conversation. I don't think there'd be one media article about me which quotes word for word about what I'm saying that animals are subjected to. Do you think people switch off though? Some people might, certainly. They, they don't want to know the truth, but I'm literally getting millions of people talking about animal rights. Some people shut off, some people start talking about it and it starts this whole domino effect 
and put the message into public dialogue. I would, and I, I would argue that every day from people saying that they've gone vegan because of my work. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't find it to be effective. If you were butting your head against the wall, kind of thing, like yeah. you are yeah, making exactly. some progress. I put like every piece of energy that I have into animal rights. I don't see why people would accuse me of just doing it for my own attention or something like that. I just don't see anyone who would be willing to put themselves in those situations where literally their lives are at risk. My criminal records are building up and, <laughs> like, it's just bringing more attention to the message. But, like, Off the top of your head. The no, <laughs> it, it is funny. Off the top of your head, what are, like, what's your charge list? What's your rap sheet look like at the moment? Just off the top of your head, do you know? Like, how many, what are you, what are you looking at? Yeah. Well, I have three. It is kind of funny. Have you been? <laughs> have for, you, for me, I think it's funny. It is hilarious. Like, it, it, you, like I, I get it. Like it's like okay, maybe they're targeting me, or or it's not great that you know this is happening. And and I saw on your face like, why are you laughing? But it is hilarious to have you sit there and you go, I you know I want to look after animals, and but I've been arrested four hundred <laughs> times. Yeah. So what um, is your yeah. rap sheet? Because it is like a very pure intention. Like what you're doing is good, but to yes. have a criminal a load of criminal charges is like. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, it's shit. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. If it, w- it wouldn't be funny if it was me, but like, <laughs> yeah. What's like, how, like, what are you, like, what are you looking at? Like, char- charge wise? Like, what are, at what are we talking At the moment, I have three criminal convictions. Fuck. And I'm appearing in court at the end of this month for three new charges for one protest. You should be a scaffolder. I work with blokes. Yeah, you'd fit right in. <laughs> so, what, um, what are those charges that you're appearing for at the end of this month? There are two charges of trespass okay. and one charge of disorderly conduct. So this okay. was the uh, protest I did in June in a steakhouse where I dressed in the slaughterhouse costume. <laughs> and then I went across the road to another place and I got charged trespass for both. Right. So it's what, creative. What constitutes yeah. trespass though? Can't, aren't these public places? Can't you just walk in there? Or they've asked you to leave and then that constitutes trespass? Yeah, that's what they're claiming, yeah. Okay. So you have uh, lawyers, you have all that type of stuff happening? Yeah. Are they vegan lawyers? Um, No, but I think my lawyer's pretty on board with the animal rights message and she might be. But, yeah, okay. it's difficult to find a lawyer that's really, you know, a good person. with my... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah they all like red brilliant. meat. Yeah. She's, they have to. She's a brilliant lawyer. Red so. meat and cocaine lawyers, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how they wine. do it. Yeah. So um, how do you fund these legal... Um, crusades. Cru- <laughs> you gonna say crusades? I wasn't, but yeah, I like it. <laughs> How do you fund these legal crusades? Um, a bit of everything, really. I have a lot of people, like a big support network, mm. literally across the globe, where people want to help me and put in donations. So, um, in the past, I've set up some GoFundMe's for like legal fines and costs, which people have helped me. And thankfully, the OnlyFans helps with that too. So, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty fortunate in that circumstance. And the OnlyFans, was that um, a means to an end or was that just sort of something you saw and you go, okay, this is the best way to sort of, you know, capitalise on the um, the public, the, the public, what's the word I'm looking for? Just attention. The public attention and, and turn it into a way that I can actually fund what I'm doing. Was yeah, that sort of the way you did it? Well, yeah, essentially I've always, since the beginning of becoming an animal rights activist, I've always envisioned myself doing this full time because mm. I'm so passionate about it and... I was working as a lifeguard and swimming instructor whilst trying to do my activism as well, which is very intensive. And I, you know, I'd considered OnlyFans and sort of thought, oh, that's not for me. I don't really know about that. And then, you know, eventually I thought, fuck it, there's no other way. Mm. I'm just going to see if this can help me be a full-time activist. And, you know, it's thankfully all worked out for me. So, what, yeah. 
Sorry. Are you in on the OnlyFans? Sure am. Fucking oath. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, as yeah. in, like, are you in? Or do you, like, are like you dicks in, all? in front of the camera, behind the camera? Like, behind the both. camera, like, yeah. Oh, oh both. Oh, both. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Jack, on, Jack, on, of, Jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah. The God, the, he gets the God particle out. Yeah. <laughs> the Higgs boson makes an appearance. Yeah. So you, like, not to be too rude here, but you have sex on camera? Do we? Yeah, That's I guess. Good. I guess we do. Well, hang on, hang on. We either do or we don't. There's not. Well, there's only one way to find out, really. Yeah. How, yeah. do, how do we find out? Subscribing to their OnlyFans. Another video about it because it's changed a bit since your last one. What do you mean? <laughs> I thought you would know. I thought you were on there. No, no, I only went on once and I, I felt weird. <laughs> That's what they all said. I honestly felt weird. I was like... <laughs> yeah, we all only went on once. <laughs> yeah. I felt really weird because I was like, this, okay, this is a, a lady I've spoken to before and I was just like, I don't... like No, not putting shit on you. I was just like, this feels... That's right, you're one of many. No, it just feels wrong. Like, you know, not that you're doing it, but that I have spoken to you, yeah, and then I'm seeing nude photos. I was, I was just like, no, nah, I can't, yeah. I can't get around. I it. Yeah, I'll like, get back on. Sure, whatever. You know, like that's what it was like for both of us at the start. We're like, you know, is this something that we actually want to do? We probably had the same views as most people in public about getting nude in front of camera, and mm. you know, we just thought about it a little bit. You know, Tash brought it up to me and I asked what I thought, and I was like, I don't know. I mean, like off the bat, I'd be like, no, that's probably wrong. But you know, we had to go and. I started doing some photo shoots with Tash, similar stuff to probably what we're already doing, but it was really nothing. It was pretty, I don't know how you would rate it, PG, M, I don't know. Yeah. But M- it M15 plus. M15 plus. <laughs> House of the um, Dragon type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it was just like, well, what's the issue really? It's just a fucking body. like. And, you know, that's how we felt and just kept going from there and it was a really good source of income for Tash, so why not, you know? How, cool. much, how much have you made from it now, do you think? difficult to say but it's still like a steady amount i mean it's not 100k as, much as initially but 100k what a month no no, no. Like all up <laughs> yeah maybe 200 maybe about that i don't really know to be honest Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know. how much a month then 10 20 30 tell me when i don't know i'm just saying that because last time i said like it just went off and that, like a People start talking and it about it and I it hate changes just all saying. The time. It's yeah. like very... It's very... Fluctuates. It yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. hard. I, but it I, is enough for us to do... Oh, absolutely. It's work. amazing. Yeah. That's good. It's yeah. Yeah. Broccoli's not that dear. So I see a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> I see a the lot groceries of... groceries are cheap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see a lot of like young girls who start OnlyFans and... Claire and I, we, we know a couple that started it and we watch it vicariously to basically make fun of them. Not to be mean. But... We notice that it starts off with like a little bit of side boob and then it's a butt cheek. And then six or eight months later, it's full assholes. Like that's the way they do it because they run out of content. They're like, okay. It's the natural progression. It, you have yeah. to. And then the now there's this other yeah. chick. Um, she was on Maps, Hayley Vernon. Do you know her? No. So she's an OnlyFans creator. She went full porn, like full porn. Like she's getting jammed by eight dicks. Like it's all happening. There was a Respect. story on today. Uh, Claire sent it to me. Now she is a high class escort as well. Wow. That's where the money is. Is it? Oh, apparently. $1,000 a night. Is that? That's not even that high class, is it? That's middle no, of the road. That's Lord, middle of the road, okay. mate. Lordy, <laughs> Lordy jumped in with seconds to spare then. How much is high class then if that's not? Oh, you could spend My plenty. Seven and ten a night your mate gets. And he's a, a man, yeah? A female. Didn't you have a man as well? Yeah, he's $800 an hour. $800 an hour. Talk about the gender pay gap. I know, my God, <laughs> fuck me. Uh, <laughs> That's an outrage. So at 10 grand a night, 
Okay. Wow. Respect. That's nice. Slinging some good dick. That's nice. Yeah, you must be. Fucking hell. Um, I'm keen to know, what's a normal day? I'm always keen to know when I meet, like, like this guy's day, compared to my day, and like a lot of people who listen to this day, who just get up and go to work and go home. I had a splinter yesterday, by the way. I meant to tell I you. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, I did. I couldn't get out. But I'm always interested, like, when we meet <laughs> I got it out, though. people who do something other than get up and go to work for someone else and, like, go home. What's your day look like? Like, like a standard day for a couple of activists, OnlyFans content creators. What... What's your week look like? Like, do you have set days for OnlyFans content? Do you, do have, you have a morning phone call with Peter? Do you like, what do you do? Yeah. What's, a, what's a normal day sort of look like for you guys? Well, I guess it kind of fluctuates. We don't really have a strict schedule, but there's always something involved to do with, you know, the next protest or creating YouTube videos or thinking of different ideas to do our activism. And at the moment, we're sort of expanding what we do. I mean, disruptive activism is always my focus, but I'm trying to do different things now, like improve myself as an outreach activist out in the streets. And what, is it, what does that, that mean? What do you mean by outreach activist? Um, Joey Carbstrong oh, kind my, of stuff. My mate, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. mate. So, so what, sort of, sorry for me, yeah, what, and for me, what the yeah. fuck's that? Who's Joey Carbstrong? <laughs> <laughs> Joey Carbstrong, he's an, only, he's an only fan. Fuck's Joey Carbstrong. He's an OnlyFans creator. Okay, yeah. so uh, so he has. <laughs> no, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he no, he is. So he he goes and has like conversations with people, yeah. right? Yeah, Which on I, the on the street, like mic'd up camera, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so, he does like different demonstrations. Like he'll pretend to sell or give out samples of dog flesh to people <gasps> Jesus. to like yeah. you know reverse psychology sort of stuff. Okay. And yeah, like I like that kind of stuff. And we want it. You know, you're doing a lot of activism mm-hmm, too. You're getting outreach, in front yeah. of the camera now and. So we're just kind of always trying to improve on our activism and think of new ideas. So. I think that's a great way to do it. Like to actually have conversations with people because people, I don't know if you saw these dudes, they were supposed to come on the podcast, but I'm in New Zealand at the time and they're here. Uh, they're doing, um, it's like they go into Melbourne and they ask questions to people about really, you know, contentious topics and they get on there and they say, you know, what are your thoughts on abortion? What are your thoughts on this, that or the other? And they have these great conversations and it racks up hundreds of thousands of views mm. and people really debated in the top in the comment section all that type of stuff and maybe that is the move maybe that moves away from hey you know let's not worry about you know tasha's laying on the ground in a meat packaging container she's actually having a conversation about the difference between um a cow and a dog or um eating this or the way that this particular animal is kept and all that type of stuff and i i think we all agree with the the way that factory farming works is horrible is heinous yeah uh, the way that oh, you know, it's fucked. we've all seen the videos where everything's cramped in and horrible and disgusting. And I've said to you before, I I feel like the best way that we could consume meat is everyone hunts. Because these animals, they go out there, they live their life, and rather than dying of starvation and wasting away, they're harvested. Which is obviously a very macabre way to look at it. Because if you thought about anyone else like that, like a human, like, hey, would you kill a human just because they're about to waste away? you'd probably go, no. But then you see people go through horrible diseases and maybe you go, maybe that is... Well, you maybe help them. Maybe you help them. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, what if you were in their position? Like, what if you were in these factory farms? What would you want someone to do? And there's all forms of activism. Outreach is one of them. It's an amazing way to actually talk to people and get that out there. But there's disruptions, there's cooking videos, whatever it is, they're all together as one. Mm. So, I mean, if you were in those positions, if you were in cages, you know, if you were being abused and if you were going to be murdered at a fraction of your lifespan, what would you want someone to do? Yeah. Well, and, that, and that is the question, right? What do, you, what do you do? Do you look at animals as, as you say, non-human animals? Do you have put them on the same pedestal as 
human beings. Well, I mean, they're, they're similar on the way, in all the ways that matter. You know what I mean? They, they feel pain. They suffer. They want to live. Um, why would we not give them the right to live free from harm if we don't need to do it? So you did mention hunting. So yes. it's like, but do we need to eat them in the first place? And the science says we don't. You know, that's very clear. Like all so the leading dietetic associations say that. Yes. You can live and thrive sure. on a plant-based diet. Without. You have to be very, very careful well, we're not. of what you... You know, like you just Jackson don't have to. Nutritionist by yeah, like it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You're just not eating animals and you're replacing that protein source with maybe some legumes, some tofu, some so tempeh, whatever it is. What is tempeh? It's another form of tofu. Fermented. <laughs> it's another tofu. Oh, fermented tofu. Yum. I think it comes from, uh, <laughs> comes from Indo- me, Indonesia. Oh, it does it. Well, yeah. get me a chunk of it now, please. Yeah. Um, so you would have to, how much tempeh does one have to eat to equal a steak? Not much. About the same quantity in terms of size, or maybe less, to be honest. Like, really? I mean, you just don't need as much protein as you think is you do. Is it as bioavailable as, let's say, steak? Yeah, it's fine. But there are people that would argue the opposite to you. Well, the science doesn't argue it, so... But people would argue that there are scientific articles that completely disagree with what you're saying. You just digest it. It's protein. It's going in. Like... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. What the science does show is that whether you're plant-based or not, even if you're looking at like high-performance athletes, mm-hmm. there are just no detriments in performance. Some will say that, yeah, there's, there's you know, increased performance, you get better outcomes. The science is more saying there's just no difference. So, like, it doesn't matter what you eat. If you're getting your protein and you are meeting your requirements, which for an athlete it might be between, like, 1.2 grams per kilogram up to, like, 1.8. Mm. Um, so you can do the math. But if you're hitting that target and you're getting the amount of energy you need, you're fine. It's really that simple. Mm. It's just it's not complicated. So are there any other vitamins and minerals that are contained in meat that aren't anywhere else or you can't yeah, get them from anywhere else? B12. Because most of the time the animals are being supplemented B12 anyway in those conditions. Yes. And that, you know, factory farms. And that represents like 90% up to 98% of flesh that most people are consuming. So yeah, they will be supplemented B12. If not, they are going to be producing it from the microbes that they are consuming from the ground and inside of them. Mm. But it's like, where do you want to get your B12? Do you want to get it from an animal that's been abused and tortured and murdered? Or do you just want to get it in a cheap supplement? I think it works out to like 20 cents a week. That's mm. the only one. Do you guys sub, like take B12 supplement yourselves? Yeah, I think it's once a week. Yeah. 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 Is that just like a tablet? Or? Just a small little tablet. Yeah. Or you can get a spray. Yeah. Just a spray one under the mm. tongue. So. so it's like, yeah, where do you get it from? Do you get it from the supplements that are going into the animals and then eating their flesh? Or do you cut out the middle man, the middle animal and just... Take it by a tablet, you know. Yeah, and I, I know that there are a lot of people that argue um, 
that this is just not the way to live your life as a vegan. It's just not the way to do it. Like, it's not the healthiest way to live. It's not the best way to sort of exist. And I know there's varying forms of veganism, right? So there's a raw vegan diet that a lot of people eat. I know a, a lady recently, a child died because of all that type of stuff and neglect and, and all that business. There's also like a, a low-carb vegan diet, a high-fat uh, vegan diet. I guess it's the same as any diet. Um, and I think that anyone can eat any diet. And that's not the argument. Mm, the, mm. the argument isn't, hey, can you help, can you actually live off this? It is the performance side of things. Yeah, and as I said, yeah, you can. The science is showing that. Like you take two, two athletes, yep. one's plant-based, one's not, give them the same amount of nutrients, you know, all whole foods. You know, you're not really supplementing other than the B12 that I mentioned, which has got nothing to do with performance as mm. long as you're kind of – it's more of a necessity for everybody. Are there many athletes that are vegan? Yeah. Yeah, you can look them up. There's bodybuilding. Well, hey, every, every athlete. Hey, Diaz, yeah. 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 All athletes, there will be a vegan or there will be a vegan version. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They're what about, all out there. What about world champions? Yeah. I think there's heaps. Well, watch the documentary uh, uh, Game, Game Changers. Changes. It shows those world champions and just shows that – they're performing at a very high level and they're doing well and they're winning. Does, you know? the, does the funding over these vegan documentaries and the content that comes out ever concern you? Well, like, what do you mean by that? So, like, game changers as people like Bill Gates who invested so much money in these type of... Um, what did he invest in? It was basically a... Uh, what's it called? Like lab-grown meat. Yeah, like that. Um, Beyond yeah. Meat, I think that's what yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, Does that ever concern you that maybe these things are... Or the science, and you look at who sort of funded it. It's like the stuff with uh, that happened with the sugar industry. Yeah, I mean, it goes both way. There's funding in the meat, dairy, and egg industry as well. Definitely. And it's like, so how, as, how as do you get new, to the bottom like, of that? So, man, that's why I did my degree. So you can actually decipher the evidence and work out which one is of higher value than others. Mm. And you know, you can look at who's funding this. You can actually look at the ones that are giving the money. And say, I'm looking at like a a meat industry paper. Yes, the meat industry might give money. However, that still doesn't discredit it completely. It you have to take that into account. The There's bias there, but you just it doesn't discredit. What you do is is you look at the study and how that study was done. You know, was there some manipulation here and bias on the researchers like behalf, mm. or is it a, a true study? And most of the time, if you look at the science and you look at the ones that are valid and credible, you'll still see that yeah, you can perform really well on a plant-based diet. And there may be some detriments to a poor diet that does include meat, dairy, and eggs. And there may be some detriments to a, a vegan diet that isn't well... You know, it's, it's the same both ways. You know, you can have a bad diet and you have a good diet. It's horses for courses, isn't yeah. it? Like, it's just... That's not usable. And that's horses. like that's oh, why yeah. the most important thing that we try to convey is the, the ethics and showing that if you wouldn't want to be in the, in the animal's situation, being abused, tortured, and murdered, why not choose the option that doesn't involve that? Mm. and th thrive and survive without consuming that. That's what we're here to show. Mm. It's like you wouldn't support that. So where is the difference between an, a human and an animal, do you think? The difference? Yes. Well, where, where is where is is there a difference? And why? Of course there's differences, yeah. Physical yeah, differences. For, yeah. for sure. And physical there's probably... In, in, but ethical in, differences. Ethical, no. I mean, we all have the same... Uh, how would you put that then? Like, well, yeah, we all have the desire to live. I mean, we've both been... In, two slaughterhouses and we hear them yeah. screaming. We see them on the trucks before they're about to be murdered and you can just look in them in the eyes and you, you, you can see that they are an individual and they know they're going to die. Mm. And we hear them fighting until their very last Screaming, breath. yeah. So and what I about that's animals? all that matters at the end of the day is they want to live. There are so many differences between humans and non-humans, but it's not about that. It's about 
the similarities. I mean, we, we all have to live. Things. We all want to live. Otherwise, yeah. your species wouldn't be viable, right? What happens in, in, in the wild, though? If, if a lion wants to eat X, Y, or Z, a zebra, is that okay? Yeah. That's, they're, they're in that situation where it's a necessity. You know, we're not talking necessity here. We don't need to, you don't need to consume these animals and pay for their abuse and put them in these situations, breeding them into existence. That's not necessary, mm. you know. And, but what, what an animal does in the wild, we, they don't even decide that. They just have to do that. You don't. So maybe animals in like captivity should be vegan as well. In captivity, meaning in terms of what we feed them, they shouldn't be in captivity in the first place. You know, what I, I mean? thought I think that too. But all, but if they're if they're being rescued from somewhere, like yeah, I know, there's a I, difference between a sanctuary sure. and a zoo. Yeah. Well, I, I went to uh, Taronga Zoo years ago, and mm. we were like we were heaps weirded out. We're like, oh, this is a bit gross. Mm. And we're actually just in Hawaii, and we were weirded out as well. And the guy was mm. saying to us, um, you know, these animals here have been rescued from bad environments. Like there's a couple of African animals. I can't remember the, the big thing with the big fucking horns. Not a rhinoceros. Um, what, like a springbok or something? Something like that. Anyway. This is nice. Yeah, <laughs> some, some big-headed deer. Um, they said basically this thing had been um, brought up in captivity or something and it was being abused or whatever it was, sold in the um, exotic animal trade. Should they be vegan as well? Should they be vegan? Yeah. I don't know what animal you're talking about, whether they are a strict carnivore or whether they are a herbivorous animal. Okay. Um, it's more about why they're there in the first place and are they being held in captivity in, in a small enclosure? Should they be there or should they be in an actual conservation, mm. in a conservation land, wide area? People aren't coming and paying to view them just to keep them there. And most zoos aren't like that. Most zoos, I don't know what kind of case you're talking about here where they were rescued from a bad situation, but... Most of them aren't. Well, the majority was, of them aren't. It was the bloke in um, Taronga Zoo. Mm. He said, because we were heaps sus on, like, oh, why have you got this particular animal? It's a, called a kadoo, I think. What's that? Oh, it's a... it's a. Lordy, can you look up a kadoo? I'll look it up because Lordy doesn't want to be interrupted while he's doing well, the things. Tash just did a protest at a zoo, so she's probably well fit. Well, Tash, what yeah. is a kadoo? Any kadoos no, there? I don't know. <laughs> what did you do at the zoo? <laughs> what was your protest at the zoo? I just did a protest outside of Perth Zoo shortly before we headed over... Just East. before you hightailed it out of there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just went from the zoo to the airport. I was yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a kadoo. They're pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I nailed yeah. that. No, you didn't. You, a, you didn't even know what it was. I said kadoo and I looked up kadoo. That is a kadoo. Yeah, How got, do you do? We got there. Mr. Kadoo. I'm we just going to get there. some beers. Do you want a drink? I'm all good. I'll destroy no, your stomach. No, good, thanks. Yeah, what did you do at the zoo? Yeah, what did you do at the zoo? <laughs> Well, it wasn't really a disruptive protest because we just did it on the outside. But basically, it was in light of an elephant who was held captive in Perth Zoo for how long was it, Jack? Maybe like 40, 50 years. Yeah, elephant. Long, long um, life. And spent like a majority of her life literally in a tiny cell. Ah. Um, and they make up this narrative that she was rescued and she was going to be hunted in Vietnam. And that's why she's there. She's safe now. And. She passed away, so in light of that, I decided to go and bring light to all the animals held in captivity there because everyone had this special connection with this particular elephant and most of us humans do have a special connection with a non-human animal and I wanted to point out the hypocrisy of not only supporting zoos that are literally enslaving animals when there are alternatives to help species um, rather than enslaving them and sending them to the other side of the world, but also to bring mm. light to the hypocrisy of 
caring so much for this elephant that she had a whole memorial to get people yeah. eating the bodies of other species every day of their life. It is, and it's like I'm like most other people. Like it's not something that you give a lot of thought to at all. Like mm. genuinely, like I'm like I'm yeah. probably literally since the last time that we spoke to you, it's not something you give any thought to. But it is. Mm. It, you're 100% right. It is definitely, there is definitely a hypocrisy to it. Like, we've got a golden retriever that we like. You've seen what you guys are like with your dogs. Don't like, know what you're talking about, mate. Don't it know what it, you're is, about. it is definitely like a, a kind of weird hypocrisy where you say, okay, like a dog's, a dog's play on, a dog's, a dog's your mate, and you would never, but then. Mm. But that, know, they are but man's best friend. We've it, been, that's that's part of human culture. But that's now, subjective, right? right? Yeah, it, it, is, it is subjective. Because there, there is cultures as well where they eat them too. But it, all, it is also yeah, a thing as to as like, 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 I'm not saying it to be a dickhead, but it's like I, I, I've grown up knowing dogs are friends, and I've grown up knowing that cows, cows and stuff are food. So do we. And 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 I, and I also like am I'm quite content with it that way. Like I'm not. I'm like it's just. And I don't know. I'm. I don't so know. I'm only speaking for myself. You've drawn a line. Well, you said dogs. I haven't okay. drawn the line. Well, that's okay. that, that. I haven't that's drawn hate. that line. That's that's the line that. I feel you, yeah. feel exists, and so that, like, I, and what you guys are saying is like a hundred percent, yeah, correct. And it is a weird hypocrisy, but you guys have just drawn a line in a different place. I imagine you know, killing insects is fine. No, we haven't Absolutely drawn a line anywhere. Yeah, beings. it's it's really. I mean, you you probably got a good response for that. So. Well, both of us grew up with the exact same belief system because it's ingrained in our society. Yeah. So in did you used to eat? So, sorry, did you used to eat meat as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We went You're vegan, and pig, same together. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with pigs. <laughs> um, yeah, we, no, we went vegan five years ago, both of us. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Coincidentally, didn't know each other then, but yeah. it just happened to be that. Um, but yeah, that's that's how we grew up too. This is just how society is. But once we found out the truth that we didn't need to be contributing to these industries and realise what animals are subjected to in every industry, not just factory farming, in other forms of farming, we don't need to be contributing to that because at the end of the day, they're all abused, tortured, enslaved and murdered. And that's when we realise we don't need to be contributing to this anymore and there's ingrained speciesism in our society and it's just about awakening to that. I mean, we, is, is that evolutionary to a degree, do you reckon? Like from hunt, like the hunter-gatherer kind of... like we Speciesism, I assume, you mean like... I think I'm better than a cow. Is that kind of what that means? Oh, I could yeah. imagine. Is that what species, that, is that what speciesism yeah. means though? So yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm, yeah. I'm a scaffolder. You're gonna have to fucking go yeah. slow with me sometimes. No, but but when you say speciesism, you mean like I think I'm better than a cow. I yeah. also so think like, I'm better than a cow. Is, is there a, is there a degree of do you think like if you went back to when we were cavemen, the hunter gatherer thing like that was food, like that exactly. you know what I mean? And that's how we've evolved to get to this point. Which is obviously not perfect in a, in a thousand different ways, but like yeah, yeah. that's you know that that's the degree of why we think of them like that is because of where we've come from I, as, I, as humans. I agree with that, yeah, and obviously. but that's where you draw the line between necessity and just kind of like side. now it's yeah. not that was the only way to get food, well, not the only way, but that was like the it the, may have been for some populations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and who knows before that? You know, before when we evolved closer to apes, we may have been existing on a predominantly fruitarian diet. Uh, and then as as we evolved and as the landscape changed, there's probably less fruit trees around, whatever it be. So then there probably was a greater necessity for survival to eat other individuals, other animals. Yeah. Um, and then that's probably when, and we've, we've spoken about this, that's probably when we started viewing them as things rather than some ones mm. um, because we saw them for their flesh. They were yeah. a survival necessity. Whereas before that, they probably would have just been just bro and down. Yeah, just bro and yeah, down. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> potentially, yeah. potentially. I did see a video the other day of a horse eating a mouse. 
Oh. I don't know what anyone has to say that. about that. Yeah. Um, Jack, what do you think? <laughs> I, think I think the horse was uh, curious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mate, hey, maybe I'm a little bit curious too. But I, I think, as you, as you say, it is a necessity of human evolution to go out and find the best possible source of energy. At a point in time, there probably was a necessity yeah. to consume another individual. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to grow and get to the point to where we are now. Yeah. And as you said, Tash, like you believe that. Um, all animals are sentient beings. So where do, can we draw a line at all? Like, can we kill a mouse that's in our house? Absolutely not. So I mean, what, what do you the, do if your house is, is in... The line is drawn whether they're sentient or not. Have you killed a cockroach? No. Lies. Even as a non-vegan, I never wanted to cause harm to anyone or kill anyone. I was always that kid in school that would try and stop people from killing the spider in the room and rescue them. I, it was already inherently in me. Yeah. And I never wanted to cause yeah, harm to It's about to the option, right? Like you had the option. So Can you we relocate them outside or do I squish them? Are you just running around the house at night when Tash goes to sleep with a can of Mortine or what's going on? No, well, I think there was one time <laughs> we were in an Airbnb and there was actually a huntsman on top of our... You can't kill the huntsman. No, just, of course not. You fucking better not, Jack. Jesus no, of course <laughs> not. So you just brush them out, you know? It's that simple, you know? Like, it, look, what you were talking about, if there's a mouse in your house, are you absolutely engulfed in some animal, like whether it be a cockroach or just some type an of infestation. insect. An infestation, yeah. Um, that's a completely different scenario to having a mouse in your house and then you just you remove them, you relocate them. Yeah, um, yeah this is we're talking about practicality. So here. like if it's an infestation, it would be okay to take a life? I don't know. I, I don't know. This is a very contextual thing. Yeah. And these are quite... Because some like people would argue that uh, kangaroos are infestation in certain places. Yeah, well, we actually watched a documentary on that. You probably have a good, good yeah, information Yeah, well, there's an interesting documentary that sort of exposes the kangaroo industry. It's called Kangaroo the Movie. and It's yeah, a very we, inventive title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, right? <laughs> Easy to remember. Let's hop on and watch it. it it's a brilliant documentary. And, um, again, we've been led to this idea that they are pests and that you know they're riddled everywhere where there's actually been a parliamentary inquiry to show that there are certain um, local extinctions happening because they are literally being mass murdered for their flesh and for their skin. Mm. It's an industry now. I think we're the only country on the planet that eat our coat of arms too. Mm. You've Mm. got a a roux and and an emu. And and I don't think anywhere else eats the animals that are on their coat of arms. It's actually... But they probably don't taste very good either. Well, I think... It's a barbaric industry where they shoot the mothers in the head and then they rip the live joey out of her pouch and then they hit them against the bull bar of the car. Yeah. Oh, it is standard. My my brother went uh, out to a mate's house and he was out in the bush and they started just shooting kangaroos and beating them over the head with rocks. And I was like, Jesus, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that? I I understand, like, because there is this story about um, that my brother was telling me and it was an article about uh, erosion and it was from like the EPA or an agency like that. And it talked about this fence that they built, a dingo fence. And the dingo fence, it ran into issues because the fence was, let's just say it's here on the table, right? Dingoes couldn't get through it. Kangaroos started to overpopulate this area and they ate all the grass or the grass sort of disappeared and then it sort of made these sand dunes, if you will. The sand dunes started to form and change shape and get higher and higher and then that changed the way that the, the wind would move because the wind was hitting here. And what it did was it eventually changed the weather in Sydney. It changed the weather. This this From this fence... From the overpopulation of kangaroos, changed the climate. 
So that is here's the argument. Is that okay? Is it okay for the kangaroos to eat? And I know they're wild animals, so should we intervene? I guess that's the question. But they have all their young that can't eat, they can't fight for themselves, and they lay there starving. Or the older ones lay there starving because they can't fight for food and all that type of stuff. Do we let nature play its course or do we, do we come here and go, okay, if we take the lives of these animals here, it will save all of these young animals' lives. What do we value more, an older animal or a younger animal? In this particular case, it sounds like an ethical dilemma. Well, and, this and what is all ethical doing, dilemmas, isn't it? Right. And what you're doing there is you're actually evaluating the situation. And that's, you know, everyone would have to do that. Whether you're vegan or not, you have to evaluate the context there. And to go back on that, I would probably then say, like, who were the first to intervene? Kangaroos have been living here for millions of years, likely, right. you know. And then humans, and then when put, we put intervene, the we, we put the fence, and then issues happen. So and yes, that, that can happen. No. Okay. Okay. Just trying to work that out. <laughs> that, that, that creates an even further ethical dilemma sure, there. Sure. Um, but no, but what you're doing there is like that you could replace this with any scenario and you're evaluating the situation. You're saying, what is the most ethical thing to do? And that's what a vegan does. We do that every, we don't do it every day. We made the choice a long time ago not to consume animals because we weighed it up. We're like, what is the ethical choice here? Is it to continue to partake in these animal abuse industries or do we just make the simple change and just not consume them all anymore? Mm. And that's what you're doing. And you do the same in that context. Whatever it is, you just evaluate it and you just make the, you know, make the, the logical choice, really, the mm. ethical choice. What would you say to someone who says, uh, and this is for both you guys, who says, I perform better when I eat animal um, products? So for, for me, exa- for an example, when I was on like a keto diet, right, because I used to be about 130 kilos and I lost a bit of weight. When I was eating my normal diet, which is carbohydrate rich, still eating like, you know, veggies and all that type of stuff, but carbohydrate rich, uh, eating way too much, too many calories, basically, because I was a bit of a pig. Another on the pigs. That's what we should do. <laughs> pigs like to eat. <laughs> exactly. But when I was running off uh, a high saturated fat diet, I was running further, I was lifting heavier, and I felt better. It also, which was really interesting, because I have epilepsy, it stopped the seizures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, there's definitely um, scenarios where a certain diet can work better for individuals, but that doesn't mean it still can't be do plant-based. You get saturated fat from a plant-based diet. What do you get saturated fat from? Coconuts. Coconuts, palm. There's just there's sort of Peanuts have saturated fat. It really depends on what you're trying to run off here. And look, you can do it vegan. You know what I mean? Like, does that outweigh the life of another individual, you know? putting them through all that suffering just so you can perform better? Like, that doesn't... You know, imagine, a, imagine if your dietary choice harmed and murdered another human would you say that that i think we make choices every day that harm other humans right you're right and but if we have a choice it's like oh i want to perform yeah well but i'm going to harm this person so but but that's like still i'm still trying to say that you don't even have to be consuming that diet you can do the vegan version and still perform just as well sure i i I would argue you would need to be a much more careful person of what you ate and you need to be much more prepared which a lot of people aren't we make decisions every day. I've got an iPhone and I guarantee that people's lives have been lost over iPhones, whether it's the uh, rare minerals that are, go into a battery or go into however these things work, I'm not too sure, or the clothes that I wear, the merch that I sell. I sell that for crazy prices. G'day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's made for pennies on the dollar by sweatshops. I don't think that's actually true, but it probably poten- is. But potentially. <laughs> you're wearing a, a shirt that maybe that was made somewhere where, you know, Ethically speaking, maybe we shouldn't abort it. Mm. Is that something you could weigh up as well? Yeah. I mean, like, what would you say to that? Well, yeah, it's obviously difficult because in those circumstances, you can only try your best to choose what you 
through informing yourself what is the most ethical option. And for here, it's blatantly obvious that if you're consuming animal products, wearing animal products, someone was most definitely abused, tortured and murdered to get that product. But do you have, so an I- you have an iPhone, right? You have Samsung. an iPhone, yeah? Yeah, I have a phone, yeah. Yeah. So would, wouldn't you say that that's a similar situation? You are, you know that these people are working in shit conditions. Maybe like the Samsung, I think it's the app, is it the Apple or the iPhone factories? Yeah, it's Foxconn, beautiful have, Foxconn in wherever it is. Where? Wherever they make iPhones, that's Foxconn. Okay. That. But, well, but the suicide nets outside. The suicide yeah. nets that Bluey said, not me. The suicide nets that are allegedly outside. They're definitely outside. So Alleged. Alle- allegedly outside. Don't sue me, Foxconn. I don't even know who that is. Probably that's who makes iPhones. Allegedly. <laughs> so you know that this happens but yet you still make the decision to have a phone yeah sure i mean it's it's obviously impossible to avoid harm 100 percent in this world however i would impossible. then say though you just find an ethical phone company you know it can yeah. be done it's not like someone has to die to have a phone i don't even know what you're referring to so i have to look into it and that's what we do you just inform yourself yeah. of the truth and then you make an ethical choice it's like okay i found out tomorrow iphones are unethical humans had to die for it i don't know if that's true or not do you have I'll an find iphone out. no i don't Google what do you have pixel pixel but then if i found out tomorrow <laughs> if i emperor, it's, you know <laughs> like, and Samsung. get out of this fucking studio <laughs> it was cheap it was cheap um but you know if i found out tomorrow do you know why it was cheap because 400 people died making Jack's iPhone. I mean, I bought this many years ago. I probably wasn't even thinking about it. But now that I know, I'll inform myself and I'll be like, if I had to buy another phone, I'll find the ethical company. And I'm sure there are. I think I've seen ethical phone companies. I think there was a study and said that if you wanted to buy an ethical phone, it would cost you like three times the price. Would it? Four times the price. It's crazy. Well, that I think that that's, that doesn't outweigh the life you know, oh, no, of I, an individual. I, so it's like I that's agree. what you do. I agree. Either that or you don't buy a phone, but I'm sure that in order to help people, we're actually doing a lot of work using that phone. We're reaching so many people and that's that ethical dilemma you weigh up. But again, you, you inform yourself of the information. Hopefully it's transparent. Sometimes it's not. And then you make the ethical, you so make it's the best beneficial, ethical choice. It's beneficial to have so the phone. Just ask, is it ethical to get naked in front of kids? Oh, good question. Is it ethical to get There's naked in front of kids? Sure, well, you do. You nothing inherently wrong with the naked human body. So if I ran I down the street <laughs> as a kid, so oh, I thought you were just <laughs> talking about your misses. Like, Jack, we, we've gone. all sucked on nipples. Oh, I sucked so. a nipple. Like, okay, mate, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> if I so you think it's fine to be naked on the street? Certainly. What if I ran down the street of Sydney nude? Go for it. It's quite the visual. That'd be awesome. I mean, I'm. I don't. Would it? I don't get. What if I spread my ass cheeks in a bank? Should I? Be, just, yeah. Should I be allowed to do that? If I, I walked into the iPhone factory <laughs> and spread my ass cheeks, would it stop the suicides or increase them? That's what it I would increase. There would definitely be more death. If I flop my hemorrhoid. Anyway, sorry. Go. Oh wow. Firstly, yeah. I do not get completely naked in front of anywhere in public. I am topless. How many topless men do we see in public? Yeah, but it's not the same. And suddenly it's an issue when a woman Ipples aren't equal. I'll argue this until the cows really? come Really? Well, out. yeah, wow. of course, Ipples. male and female bodies are different, but nipples. there's nothing... Men will fight no a war difference. for nipples, from female nipples. Do you care about Jack's nipples? Certainly. Bullshit. You don't care. <laughs> if he turned up tomorrow without nipples, you wouldn't even notice. If she turned out without nipples, what are you going to suck on? You just, you just brought that up. That was your fault. <laughs> I'm telling you, male and female nipples are different. 
Yeah, one's yeah, a little course, larger than the other, but I've seen men that have larger tits than Tash, so... Yeah, like, yeah but difference? you don't want to see them with their shirt off. There's either. no need to shame anyone on here, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but, no, like, but yeah, the what's the, the day, difference? There's differences, but there's no moral difference between someone choosing what they do with their bodies and if they walk down the street topless. It's not causing harm to anyone. I'm using my bodily freedom. I have complete autonomy over my body. I'm not causing harm to anyone. I've never seen any child frightened or scared about seeing my naked body or me in a slaughterhouse costume or even speaking out about murder and abuse. Children are most the most mature ones in that circumstance. They don't give a fuck. And these animals are so oppressed, they're not even considered victims. They don't have no autonomy over their bodies and I'm using it as a tool to speak up for them and bring awareness to what is happening where animals are subjected to rape, torture, enslavement, abuse and murder. Would you agree though that male nipples are different to female <laughs> nipples. Yeah, of course, there's different purposes, but morally so, there's no difference. Would you agree that to see a female's nipple is a bigger deal than seeing a male's nipple? I guess it depends on, on my social personal, norms. It yeah, depends on social norms, norms, doesn't it? And I'm trying to disrupt that norm. Just because it's normal and for women to cover themselves doesn't mean I should have to feel that I always have to cover my body. I'm trying to disrupt those norms and use my body as a tool for a greater cause. And, and the country you're in, you know, if you go to a Middle Eastern country and... Nibbles everywhere. Like Tash, the, the Tash flashes, I don't know, her face, her ankles. Her ankles, yeah. I was going to say, not the ankles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her ankles. Let's, yeah. Not bring up, let's not bring up ankles on this show, please. Yeah. You know? It's a family-friendly program. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What'd you say? We're at an hour. Patreon time. Well, we're going to have to move this over to Patreon. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, all good. Yeah, okay. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. I'm back. This is what happens at an hour on this podcast. I ring the bell. They know. Let's just go to Patreon. I ring the bell. Hank, just fucking breathe. <laughs> they know what happens. Breathe. Breathe. I ring the bell. Well, Lordy's going to be to freak out because he's going to have to stop this and restream it to Patreon. Head over to Patreon right now. It costs you $2 a month, all right? The $1 sold out. They sold out. You missed out. Don't miss out before the $2 sell out because if you do, you'll have to pay $3. And that's a lot of cash, all right? Mm. Head over to Patreon, look up my name, and then Patreon and Google, you go straight to it. All the link is down below. And I tell you what, if you do it today, you're going to get some hot questions in this podcast right here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Bluey, good on you. Check out the Daily Blue. Check out Vegan Booty. It's V Booty on Instagram. You get your Instagram banned every week. Where can people find you? Vegan Booty. Vegan Booty. Uh, the Higgs boson. The Higgs boson. No, <laughs> Jack Higgs 269. Two six nine. Yeah, that's a bit of a story. Animal rights. It's an animal rights. Number. We're going to do it in All the right. Patreon. Well, yeah, we're going to find out why sixty nine. Jack's his sixty nine is his new Instagram name, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. <laughs> Toodle over. Bye bye. Can I go to the loo before we fight? Yeah. 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 Does anyone need to do toilets? I'm all good. All good. Yeah. Over those stubbies. Need for a drink. No, I'm all good. Oh, I can't get out. Sharing. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.